I'm really excited. Uh, I'm gonna try and just be like out of my comfort zone and do shit that I wouldn't otherwise do. And That's awesome. That's so cool. I'm excited to hear more about that. It's getting crazy. So anyway, all right, man. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Another episode of Voting in the Majority coming in your ears tonight. I am Andrew Harvey, joined as always by my co-hosts and colleagues, Bryce Mulder and Michael Gutierrez. Oh, just kidding. Oh. We only have Michael tonight. We only have Michael tonight. It's a, it's a different episode of the pod. Uh, Michael, how are you doing? I'm good. Does someone want to text, text Bryce? Maybe missed the Zoom invite, got lost in his inbox oh. potentially. I'll, I'll give him I'll give him a shout. He just uh so Bryce for everyone is not aware. Bryce is moving into the city of Seattle, going to be a little bit closer to me. So that's exciting. I could maybe just give a shout. He's not quite down the street. It's a little further than that, but he is busy this week. So Michael and I are going to handle this episode of Survivor. We just watched the second episode this week together here today. I might be able to link up with Bryce later this weekend and have a chat with him about it if he's got some time, but I know he's a busy guy. Yeah, and and what people don't know is he did move closer to you, also moved further away from me, mm. which is not lost on me as he moved a few miles closer to the coast. Um, again, it's a really it's good a small point. thing. You know, just uh, where his priorities are. Yeah, just judge people by their actions. And he's inching his way further from me. Um, could have seen it coming, but yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Bryce is busy this week. You're a little busy next week. You are about to head out of the country here in a bit. Uh, you're at like a couple hours from driving to Logan International, aren't you? Logan International, correct. Uh, infamous airport, but we are, um, yeah, we're jetting off. We're going to Austria and Hungary. Uh, Austria and Hungary. No real good reason why. As we know, I'm a family man here. Um, and by that, we mean that I like my family. So I think that a lot of us are family men here on the podcast. Um both my sisters, art history majors, uh, spent, my sister spent five and a half months, Grace Ellen spent five and a half months in Vienna, and my older sister spent, you know, a couple of weeks in Vienna. So at their recommendation, I'm just kind of sending it. I love it. And you're doing this really cool thing that I'd never heard of in Vienna, where you're getting to go to a bunch of museums. How does that work? Yeah, I think... I'm going to go ahead and bank that we don't have a lot of historians that tune into the pod. So I may just fly by the seat of my pants here. And if they want to correct me, they can, but <laughs> you're, you're going to not get a lot of DMS from yeah, the, um, uh, the listeners. So it's called the long night of the museum or the museums. Um, essentially like Vienna is famous for all of these art museums and historic museums. Um, obviously a lot with like world war two was based in, um, in the region and so there's one night a year where all of these museums, you get one single ticket, it's $15 and you can get into all like 180 plus museums that there are in Vienna. And it's from four o'clock in the afternoon to 2 a.m. Um, at night. And you just kind of meander through, they have, they have drinks, they have um, wine and cheese. Apparently the streets are all um, hustling and bustling. And, and normally the museums are closed at like, 6 p.m 7 p.m so um, it's this really unique experience my sister said it was one of the greatest uh experiences of her life again art history major maybe a little more in touch with you know in touch with it but i am going early solo to austria specifically for this night so i'm excited gonna um gonna see what happens kind of throw myself into the highbrow scene and uh, we'll roll from there 
I'm super jealous. That sounds really fun. It it's it's cool and it's something that it's like you always wanna there are things that you want to throw yourself into and enjoy, but you never really get around to it. And this is one of those things where it's like, give yourself a shot. So I'm excited. I'm very excited. Um the flight, the travel, that I'm not excited for, but it's about as long as it takes me to get to Seattle. So really uh that is crazy. Wow. Not too many consequences. Yeah. You are equidistant from Vienna and Seattle. Yeah. I think Vienna's got you guys by like 45 minutes on the on the plane. It's huh. it's further. So wow. um well that kind of blew my mind. Europe's really not that far from you guys over there on the East Coast, is it? Just a hop, skip, and a jump. Just a little hop, skip, and a jump, I think is what they say. But we actually don't even need to skip because we're already at the edge of the water. So we just jump here. Just just jump in the pond, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're definitely going to have to spend a little bit of time on the pod when you get back to recapping the adventures. I'd love give me like just a couple artists that stick out. I'm not going to look them up, not going to do anything with it, but I just want to hear a name or two. Yeah. Um, there is uh, the... Sigmund Freud Museum. I don't know if mm. he's an artist or if he's a theor theor. He's yeah, like a philosopher kind of guy. Yeah, there is someone that I'm very excited to see. Um, his one of his most famous um paintings is the Adele Block Bauer, and then the Kiss. The Kiss is in Vienna. The Adele Block Bauer is not in Vienna. It is the artist is. Clint, spelled K-L-I-M-T. Gustav Klimt's Adele Blockbauer is a really, really cool piece that I'm excited to see. Um, we'll drop the link in the in the description. It's a cool, it's a cool one. It's very bright, um, very pretty. Um, it's it's by by him about this Viennese socialite. Um, is like the the muse of the picture, so or the painting. Amazing. I'm pumped. I'm pumped for yeah. you. Exciting. All right. I'm excited to hear about it. Let's uh, let's get into some Survivor, man. We just watched episode two, season 45. Hannah just kind of shuffled off this mortal coil of ours last episode. I don't really need to say anything about that anymore. You were, I don't know, heated is maybe the right word, but not quite the right <laughs> word. You, you, were, you were on one a little bit last week, but I think you enjoyed this week a little bit more. Yeah. I was a lot of control. I don't think I made a lot of sense. I was just angry. Um, it's also hard to be, it's hard to be, to articulate why you're upset about something that you understand. Like, I, I do get what Survivor's doing. I just think that the casting is, yeah, I could go off again, but I won't. Um, I did enjoy this week. I think that this week's episode is everything that I was looking for last week. You see the relationships that are being built. You see kind of early plays, early early action um and, and we were talking a little bit off pod i don't think that they that survivor can't control when people are making connections or when people are making moves um but uh that is th those were characteristics of this episode that i really did enjoy i think julie and andrew and kelly and austin's relationship i think that 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 one is like i would love to have kind of fell in love with that episode one Luckily, I had the chance to do it episode two. Um, and then kind of more of the Uncle Bruce dynamics, just like all this stuff is just, this is what I'm settling into. So yes, it was better 
Um, out of out of spite though, I'm principally I'm not gonna say it was a good episode. Yeah, and with yellow losing both of the first two immunity challenges, we've just gotten a lot of yellow. So like you were just saying about red and blue, we just barely started getting a taste of them this second episode. So well, remember Joey Hewitt front of the pod he would say that his reputation would be on the fact that someone from yellow wins which we'll talk about later because i think there's only one or two on the tribe on that tribe that have a shot at it but we're getting a lot of content from yellow that is a really good point and i i don't even know if a winner pick has crossed my mind in like a realistic manner yet yeah Huh. All right, let's get into the the structure of the pod. We're going to start with the one big thing. You have something you want to throw out for this one. I do. Um, and just before you say it, I want to say you were on something similar before episode one. I'll let you say what it is, and then I'll, you, you've been consistent with this is what I wanted to point out. With Jeff? With Jeff, yeah. So my one big thing here, and it was a same you know a, a similar vein anything to keep the anger going hannah left she quit hannah quit last time you know we didn't get to see we don't even know what the tribal booth looks like the, the voting booth looks like at this point i don't think did we even write names down on week one we didn't and that's funny because caleb when he was walking up to it week two was like whoa this is really cool and i was like didn't you see that last week but i completely forgot they didn't even vote last week that's a great point vote. We're coming back to we're coming to immunity and Jeff does his three whatever the colors are blue tribe red tribe get your look at the new Lulu tribe Hannah voted out at the last tribal council and it's like every bit of information and survivor is important every single bit of information she did not get voted out Jeff is is shielding her from this shame that she should be receiving both from her competitors and from her team members like. Like that just really pissed me off for him to say, and, and I don't know what historically if he's done, you know, blank decided to leave the island or whatever. And that'd be interesting to look back on, but it was just one of those things where you heard it and it's like, no, I didn't, I didn't get the satisfaction of, of seeing a vote out or seeing an intense tribal last time. Like this is not what happened. And so that kind of pissed me off. It was just another moment where Jeff, I think is, He's just softer, um, and, and ultimately you gotta you gotta be hard. Yeah. You know, the the week one thing you were on was you were very aware of how they were going to handle the Bruce coming back and him not being on season forty four, and you were ready if Jeff inappropriately announced that you were going to be upset. Right. But then we realized that obviously the whole cast yeah. has seen season forty four, so that one doesn't matter as much. But the, I, I totally agree. I'm always very cognizant of Jeff inserting himself into the show. When we were just watching Cook Islands, it felt like he was doing it a lot at tribal council, specifically asking very pointed questions because the earlier Survivor players just didn't really know how to strategize and communicate everything um, properly. Um, but these days, it does feel like in these subtle ways just saying voted out versus telling what actually happened like that it probably doesn't change any outcomes in the game but it changes a lot in that moment definitely yeah and i i bet we'll see you know when they do get together it's like when they do merge oh what happened in that first vote out like they're gonna be like, oh she just went home like i don't know I'm, I'm sure it will come up but um just a it just reminded as I was having a good episode, we were getting back into it. It was just kind of like, oh, by the way, here's a quick jab to your face. That last episode fucking sucked. 
quick jab. Um, I think actually it might have come up briefly this episode when Brandon uh, on a journey told Bruce and Drew about it. He I don't remember exactly what he said, but he said something about Hannah when he was telling them about the tribes. Okay. I don't remember exactly. Oh, well. All right. Let's let's keep it moving. The next uh, pod topic is the confessionals. So we're each going to talk to the camera here real quick and just break something down that we saw this episode that we want to we want to we want to elaborate on a little bit. You, you want to go first here? I want you to go first here. You want me to go first? Good. I wanted to go first. I've yeah. got I've got Emily for this one. So we were we talked a lot about Emily last week. She's she was very flamboyant, calling Bruce out immediately. And then her dynamics with Caleb and Sabaya after they came back from the sweat versus savvy and just was very aggressive trying to, you know, tell people what she thought was going on. Um, this week I was, you know, it, it still came out at times, but I was really impressed with her awareness. It took a little while after tribal immediately after tribal, she was still a little confrontational first thing the next day, still a little confrontational, but then just kind of, as she kept talking it out with them and she kept, saying her point of view and they kept saying her, their point of view it just felt like it kind of eventually bled through and she was like i'm not being going to be successful if i keep going down this path and she stepped back reevaluated, and was like i need to take a different tact and it wasn't perfect the rest of the episode but just the way she was talking to caleb and eventually i think right before tribal maybe right before the unity challenge her and sabaya made up and then right before tribal she gives sabaya her shot in the dark as a sign of trust it's just like she would not have done that two days prior all of that was very very different and so it just that is what we love about survivor it it's you have a chance to change yourself a lot of people come onto the island with a plan they're gonna do this and then the island hits them in the mouth and they've got to recover and we saw someone do it relatively successful so I, i was really happy with that and i think i think we both you and i might think she's got a little stealth staying power now emily i think I, I would agree with everything that you said. We, we, we're, we're very privileged with the amount of, I don't know the statistics, the amount of confessionals that Emily is getting, that she's getting a ton of them. And each one is showing that progression and that growth. I think that I watched with some people that have never watched Survivor before. And they're like, oh, she sounds kind of cliche. Like, what's she talking about? And it's like, hey, imagine the, like, the cliches and the positive self-talks you have to give yourself even to just remain sane in these scenarios um and then uh two is she is probably one of the she's very different from every other person on this island Uh, on not just on her tribe but on the entire everyone everyone. we would have seen i think like three or four people like her in past survivor pre-40s probably pre-30s probably more realistically and like I think she's got this fight or flight and she's a fighter. I think that Hannah is a flight. She's just going to give up. Obviously, you know, Brandon is a similar way. Like the way that she digs in is why she's probably successful at her job. Why she's like very driven. She said she's very goal oriented. Like, I think that that is what I love about Survivor is when people are faced with this adversity and they dig in and they like adapt and change. And I think so many of the cast castaways are not going to be willing to do that. Like, and that's what I appreciate so much about Emily. And that's why I think Emily, shout out Joey Hewitt, maybe winners got to come from this yellow tribe. I think Emily's in a really good spot right now, especially considering um, the work that she does and the the olive branch that Caleb extends to her, which I know we'll talk about later, but 
I think that and Sean's just pure apathy for he doesn't care what's going on. I don't know. Is that yeah. the right word? Is apathy no, apathy. Word? I think you're absolutely right. He is just he's just filler time on that tribe, it seems okay. like. I think that um all that said, Emily's done a great job. I think that she's in a really good spot. And to, to transition to my point, if that's cool with you, or Please. to my um confessional. Professional, she had a great episode. Emily had a really, really good episode. Other people that I think had great episodes were Caleb had a good episode, Drew had a good episode. I think Kelly had a really good episode. Austin had a great episode. So these people are having really good episodes. I want to focus on Julie. So Julie is, a lot of you guys are, I, I can hear you guys ruffling through your papers. You're trying to figure out who's Julie. I can't quite, I don't, can't put my finger on it. Julie is, she's a lawyer. She went back and became a lawyer in her mid forties. I think she's in her fifties now, um, kind of wants to be a mom to Drew, um, can really relate to Kelly. And who else is on that tribe? What's the other woman on Kelly and Jay Maya? Drew? Oh, uh, no, that's the red tribe. Excuse me. Blue tribe is Katura. Katura. Katura, who also is a lawyer, calling Jake out on being a lawyer. That is such an interesting dynamic as well. Um, but Julie is building these very crucial and dependent relationships with Kelly and Drew. And those are the people that are having these big episodes. And she's just kind of sitting there quietly it kind of reminds me a little bit of a Gabler type of style where mm. like she's just going to be consistent. She may have a big um, episode pre-merge, like something kind of ruffles it up. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see a confessional from her where she's like, that was uncomfortable. I liked where I was at. I'm just going to kind of sink back down to the bottom. Um, I think that Julie, her energy is super infectious. We know that that's what these types of people, these types of castaways thrive off of is energy. Who can you get along with? Who can you trust? Um, we see Drew make a big play. We know Kelly's in a great spot. Brando is also in the middle of that tribe. Like she's in with the exact right people and they're kind of flourishing. And I think that that puts her in a good spot, oddly. So Julie is my early pick for someone that is like really, really making strides here. Um, I think that this is a big episode for her quietly. Yeah, I like her a lot. I just had a thought because you drew it particularly had a big episode getting the um advantage advantage of the journey and she's pretty closely aligned with him kind of sees him as like a son she said i i heard a quote from drew that every now and then survivor they throw a quote in there or that a player says something very specific and it feels very intentional about kind of that player's story arc for the season and drew when he got advantage said something along the lines of like I've got one advantage now. I've got the itch for survivor advantages. Advantages, And that really makes me think he's about to start kind of going out on a limb and getting a little risky with it. And I would, my prediction, I'm going to, you know, kind of call my shot. I think Julie is going to have to make a decision at some point. Um, I would guess pre-merge, but it might be post-merge. I would guess pre-merge about Drew's going to start just being out in the open with his advantages. He already read that advantage. Uh, that he got he read that to his tribe which is a wild thing to do people don't do I like that. I like that move though I, I think it was a sneaky good move it was sneaky good but it was wet really really surprising um yeah I think he's gonna keep that up he might find another one and be flamboyant about it again and I think Julie's gonna have to make a decision of whether she wants to stick with him or cut him because people are gonna start looking at Drew and she's gonna be like you said in the middle of it all yep and when you have 
when you have characters like Kelly, Brando, Drew, what we saw specifically, I think it was 41. Was that with Shan and Ricard? And that was um, I do want to say, sorry, I just looked at the original tribes. Kelly and Brando are on the blue tribe. It's J, Maya, D, Nico, uh, who is Sifu, Drew, and Austin are all on the red tribe with Julie. Oh, so okay. she, she's with she's with Drew awesome. and she said D she's really close with and then Drew brought in Austin as well because of the advantages that they connected on maybe it's because they haven't got we, well we made some good points uh, if they were all on one beach um I think that this is maybe I'm generalizing here this could be I'm not it's not gonna be out of bounds but maybe I'm just being a lazy I think D and Kelly very similar roles on their tribes mm-hmm. Brando and um drew very similar roles on their tribes yeah. like i think that these guys are yeah um, kind of fitting up similarly um, yeah and then the yellow tribe are just the, the step cousins next door right yeah they're just trash yeah we don't care about them all right um after confessionals let's keep it moving we got our we got to make a pick for our outwit outlast out, out of the week yeah i um there weren't like a ton of moves but there was a lot going on just, a in, just in terms of defiance, I'm going to just talk down on someone's ability to play this game right now. Mm-hmm. going to be on Bruce. Yeah. So when we see these boats come to the island for, hey, Bruce is just being, he's been, he's being very obnoxious, if you ask me. Um, it seems like he's very performative and like this just not at all how he came off, at least on the, you know, at least on the map, that's not how he comes off. Like when he when he's having a conversation with you one on one, he's kind of telling you what to do, but then he's acting out. Obviously, it's a part of the strategy. He's he's said that. Um, when the boat comes to pick you up, you know someone's going and they're gonna have a chance at an advantage, and you know that they're gonna have to risk their boat. It's it's almost an absolute at this point, and survivors not trying to hide it. That's why they're doing rock paper scissors to see who goes. Now. Bruce, when as he's he's he wins rock paper scissors as he's leaving is like clearly if you're going and other people are staying everyone's pretty pissed about it like everyone wants a chance to be on that boat I think at least to see what's going on um and he's like doing this like pop up and like pop up pop down like looking at him like doing like caricature shit dude Jake was eating it up Jake was loving it I forget that Jake even exists that's that's (laughs) First overall pick right there, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> Jake is could not be more delighted by yeah. these these actions. Um so I'm gonna say and oh who could Katura Katura. She's Katura not she's not a fan. Could not be less of a fan. She's pissy about it. She cannot believe how stupid the rest of her tribe is. Katura has some Emily energy, but it's a little bit more well tempered. I think she's yeah. someone who's who's a fighter. Yeah. Um, so I think for for Bruce to go and then immediately be like, I'm not risking my vote. No, not at all. Like I do get wanting to take that opportunity away from someone else. That's a really good point. But for you just to go and not even, I mean, he was not even going to entertain for doing that challenge. Also, apparently he sucks at puzzles, which I'm not saying that puzzles itself, but like this is a cognitive test. This is not a puzzle. Like this is a this is just a straight up cognitive test to, to match blocks together. And I'm sure it's difficult. I'm not saying that, but like to come back and just be like, yep, I didn't try it. Just forget it. A, if you do that, they're gonna be skeptical. They're gonna think you're lying to them. Like even if you are, even if you didn't attempt the challenge, they're gonna think you're lying about it. And then even if they believe you, it's like you just 
you went for no reason. Like you took that away from us. And I think there's some resentment there. So I think Bruce put himself in a really shitty spot. I think that the the way that Jake is eating him up too, they're really siloing themselves. And so I thought this was a negative episode for for Bruce. And I think he did not do a good job of outwitting or outplaying anyone specifically with his journey antics. Yeah. And he he was also not sharing a lot of information. As you can remember, Drew was like, okay, Bruce isn't telling me shit. When they got to the, they got to the, um, to the journey. He's like, I'm getting a lot of openness from Brandon. Drew's not telling me anything or Bruce is not telling me anything. So just a weird, weird Bruce episode. Yeah. When you think about really any of the good survivor players, just the names that pop into your head, very few of them are purposefully drawing attention to themselves. Like, and it's not not just like by their actions, but literally Bruce is saying, look at me, look at me. And like, it, it, that's just not the way to go about this. That's not how you have no. longevity in this game. No. And I think that Emily did put eyes on him early where I think that, of course, he's going to be paranoid that people are going to look at him anyway. So you may as well lean into it a little bit. But I don't think that that's I disagree with that. But that's the devil's advocate kind of perspective. Yeah, yeah, I feel that's a good one. Um, so that was your that was your negative outwit of the week. Negative outwit or out why? That's all I got. Okay, all right. Well, I've got a few. Um, I'll touch on all these briefly. And outwit, uh, it didn't really amount to anything. But Jay Maya just trying. She's just trying. She's giving it her all. She sees a bunch of weird symbols on the flag, and she's like, "What if that's a code? I'm gonna go and try and decipher. I don't have a, a code." Uh, key for it i don't have any like, clue. i'm just gonna go up and do it stuff. like she is lo- locked in it's, it's awesome um obviously austin found the advantage related to that she was correct that there was a, a, cl- a code there but she did not have the second half of it and austin did so he found his advantage but i love that she's just doing something um for outplay i need i need to address something I said last week. I, I didn't think Brandon being bad at challenges was going to cause an issue for him. Um, and then this week he was very clearly voted out because the tribe was worried that they were going to keep losing and he was going to be a liability going forward. So it feels like in new school survivor that strength doesn't matter as much. Um, but I think early on, at least it still does. And particularly because looking at these challenges that they do, we think about how amazing Jonathan was a couple seasons ago that was because he had a lot of physical challenges to do early in the season and so far um you know this this immunity challenge where they're jumping and breaking the key and swimming was super physically demanding but i think brandon would have struggled with it i'm guessing so he's liability and they saw him as such and they voted him out so physicality does matter but still there you go, there you go. Yeah. that tastes good feel good to eat that eat the eat your word don't put on this pod. Uh, and then for Outlast, I, I got similar to Wendell for this one. So they're middle. They haven't gone to Trimble. They haven't had to draw a line in the sand. So they went out. Girls, uh, who girls on their tribe? Katura and Kendra, right? And they are going against uh, Bruce and Jake, the, the, two, the two guys. You know? and uh, we're gonna find themselves in the middle there they could go either way i think that's really hard to do for you to go to a vote and make your allegiances known it's good to, to stay in the middle 
Yeah, I just want to go on record here that I you were I, I heard bits and pieces. You were in and out for almost all that. I think we were locally recording though, so I I believe we should be okay. Um, the piece that I would say is Brando, very similar spot to what I said about Julie. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly it. They're they're staying in the middle before they have to go to a vote. Yeah, you're of success, and they're going to be swing votes if anything um, is yeah. needed. Yep. All right. Time to pick who won the episode. I've got yeah. for this one. I've got Caleb pulling Emily in. I think that was just a really savvy move. He didn't need to do it. A lot of people wouldn't have done it. And he just identified, hey, there's a loose vote hanging out out there. And I would like to have that loose vote on my side. And I'm just going to put in a little effort right now. And down the road, I think I can get Emily to vote with me if I need her to. And that, that was really smart. Super simple. And I was I was talking about this right after the episode. Survivor is such a difficult game because what you should be doing is not always what makes sense. What you should be doing, in theory, is not always rewarded. I think Caleb is doing exactly what he should be doing. Like if you have someone on the outside, you put your arm around them, you see if you can bring them in, give them a little bit of TLC. It's the same thing you do if you're a part of a basketball team or a part of a any team. Like people on the outside need love need support, need, you know, companionship, friendship. We do see in a preview for next episode that now all of a sudden we've got a conversation with uh, Sabaya and Emily where Sabaya's like, I think it's got to be Caleb. I cannot help but think that she feels betrayed by this when really he's just trying to make their tribe tighter, stronger, better. I am optimistic that he did win this episode, that it's not going to be an issue next next um next time we get together i think if anyone's in trouble it's sabaya um so i think you're right i think i t- totally agree i think he won this episode um and then it's hard not to at least for the short term i think drew had a great episode i'm sure he's on i'm sure he's on cloud nine whether or not it's going to be a good or bad one i think he had a really really solid three days i think for drew the person maybe not drew the survivor player this episode is maybe like the pinnacle of everything yeah and also i think we mentioned Brando. We mentioned uh, Julie Kelly. Also, she can be with. She can hang with. She can brought with the guys. She can talk astrology if she needs to. She's really, really smart, and um, I think she's probably one of the more athletic women on the on the beach. Um, I think she's going to be in really good shape. Yeah, well. that's that's true. I bet she is. I didn't think about that. All right, good winner choices there. Um, let's do a quick fantasy and survivor survivor update before we get out of here. Anything else you want to mention about the episode? Um, is there anything else I wanted to mention about the episode? Um, Emily, I mean, shit. I just want to say that I'll eat crow there. Like, I thought she was the worst human ever. I still do think she's shitty. But I, her, it's just such a breath of fresh air having someone who 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 gives a fuck. Can yeah, and maybe, maybe she was shitty. Maybe she's less shitty now. Maybe she's, maybe yeah. this is like a real actual, not just within the game of Survivor. Oh. Maybe this is a huge growth thing for her. Also, like, holy fuck, when she called out Sabaya, she's like, okay, well, you want to team up so that I don't find it alone for this for this idol thing. It's like, fuck yeah. Yeah, like, that, did you like that as a as a play to just identify that? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
I think that that is that was early on in the episode, and then we saw that growth that you were talking about. That was still a little more standoffish. Um, she did it again when they sent uh, Brandon on the journey. She's like, "I know you guys are just sending him, so I can't go get an advantage." And I just want to say, I know it, and I can't do anything about it. But yep, and naming it—that's what I work on that in therapy every other week. Name it if you're feeling something, say it, and it's going to be a lot less scary. So that's my PSA. God, you come to the pod for Survivor. You leave taking something away for life. That's what that's what we so like to better. do. Yeah. All right, I love it. Yeah, I agree about Emily. She's she's really encouraging. I, I hope we get it for a while and we keep getting to see more of her arc. Um, all right, fantasy wise, Michael, you're the only guy who has your entire team of six left. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna absolutely kick your guys' ass. I think you're gonna probably stop updating this in like three weeks. I think you're right. So just to remind the the viewers and listeners, Michael, where we all did this draft before we watched the first episode, and um Michael ended up with let's just run through his team, Brando, who we just identified as being in a really good place in the middle, Jay Maya, who we just gave the outwit of the week to. Julie, who we just identified as being in a really good place in the middle. Drew, who just found an uh, advantage. He also has Deed, who we just identified as being in a really good place in the middle. And he also has Caleb, who we just gave winner of the week to. So it's really well-rounded squad you got there. <laughs> yeah, no, we're out of the gates quick. Feel really good. Um, yeah, I think that's all the update we need. Yeah, that's, all, that's it there. All right, I've got Bryce's pick for Survivor Survivor here. He went with Emily. Do you know who you want to pick uh, this week? You've already picked Sifu and Jay Maya. Uh, I'm going to roll with, who's the, the guy, the guy, not Bruce, not Jake on that tribe. Brando. Uh, it's early to pick Brando, but you know what? We're just here to get to the next one. Give me not Brando, but I will take not, I'll take Kitura. Mm, okay. A little bit spicy of a pick. I think she could go. She is causing some issues, but I think that Jake or Bruce is gone in that one. So I actually thought about this one when Bryce sent his pick in, and I, 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 I'm going to go Jake. And I think because that tribe is so on Bruce, even if they go to tribal, it's probably going to be Bruce. It feels like, and I think Jake is also going to be an early vote out because I don't like the vibes I'm getting from him so far. So, and let's be clear, Yellow's probably losing again. Let's be clear. Uh, I mean, it feels like Caleb, Sean, Emily, and Sabaya are all decent. Although I will say, I will say, Brandon was blamed for not knowing how to do that puzzle. And he made one egregious error where he was trying to put a piece in and it was like very blatantly upside down and everyone could see it from far away. Sabaya did not put in an ounce of effort on that puzzle. She didn't do a single thing. And Brandon started to say it at the end, but she would just like walk around daydreaming out there. Yep. Oh, Ooh, oh sorry. One one other pod or episode thing. Uh, when Brandon found the beware advantage. Yeah, didn't want it. Didn't want it. Sabaya did not see it did not see him find it and he exclaimed oh shit there it is or something like that but if he hadn't said anything i think he could have grabbed it and put it into his pocket really quietly i don't think he wanted to do that anyway once he realized it was a beware advantage so it probably doesn't matter but that was a tough look they're like dude no you're looking together but you could easily have just slipped that in he does not so scared 
so yeah. scared of the moment, does not want the ball in his hands. Yeah. And that's what the ultimate truth is. People say, Brooks Kepka said it, said it very well. He said, everyone's going to say they want the ball in their hands. Not everyone wants it. And I think that's what we're learning. And I think there are like 15, there are like 10 to 12 people on this beach that don't want the ball in their hands. So great point, Michael. Well said. Brooks Kepka, as always, you love quoting him. He's one of your favorite uh, golfers and humanitarians out there. Uh, I'm really happy I got a chance to talk Survivor with you. Uh, it was a really good conversation. But right now, I have a chance to hop over to Bryce and chat with him. He had a few minutes in his busy schedule this weekend, and he wanted to hop on the mic. So, Bryce, how you doing? I'm doing well. You know, this has honestly been one of the hardest uh, podcast episodes to record that we've had. So I'm really happy to be here. I'm really excited we finally figured it out. And hopefully this one will actually turn out so that we can uh, get it uploaded for the fans. It's about the fans, if nothing else, you know. Uh, All about the fans. I think we're we're in the double digits, right, for like consistent listeners on the podcast episodes. Oh, absolutely. I think we're at about 13 a week or 13 an episode right now, which is not bad. You know the the meme where the guys in the hotel room and the music's blasting and then it pans yeah, down to like the three people at the bottom with them that's us that's, that's us. us but here's the thing is we're also the three people at the bottom too we're, yeah. we're the ones <laughs> just, pumping. just doing it for ourselves exactly hey that's what it's about man that's what it's about <laughs> how do you like the episode this week ah uh, man you know it was honestly bad timing right after the blue jays lost um oh god and i was not in the right state of mind. Uh, <laughs> I I struggled to comprehend what was going on at the start of this episode, but I think it was a good one. Um, I personally have some qualms with some of the pieces of it. Like it wasn't like the best episode ever, but I, I enjoyed it. It was a fun 90 minutes of television. I'm excited to see where it kind of goes from here. There were some weird little moments where they like Katura. I think it's Katura says something about Bruce and you're like that was interesting let's go into that more and they're like nope just kidding we're going somewhere else so I'm interested to see some of those develop because they've lost both immunity challenges we've gotten a lot of the yellow tribe and the yellow tribe I can't remember Michael might have just said it when I was talking to him yesterday the yellow tribe I think has two pretty strong like cancers that are bringing the vibes down yeah uh Emily, Brandon, and then Hannah, I guess, as well. Mm-hmm. And so that's a tough tribe to be around. Yeah. I hope as we get more red and blue, like you said, we that, the Katura quote, maybe there's something more there and we can explore it and, and see Absolutely. what's going on. It's just, it's interesting. There's, I think there's a lot of uh, energy in the season and a lot of interesting moments. I'm like, uh, someone brought this up to me the other day. I found it really interesting was uh, thinking back to that Franny, Matt, uh, Danny, Heidi tribe I believe they were all in a tribe last year we got very little from them because they were winning so much early and then when shit hit the fan that those relationships broke down in a hurry and I'm uh I'm interested to see how that works because it kind of it seems that way right now with um some of the other tribes I believe the blue tribes all buddy buddy with Bruce but there's obviously some tension with with the Virgo triplets and all so I'm interested to see how that all works out for i think i think in the new era winners and people that go far usually are from tribes that don't fare very well in the initial immunity challenges because like you kind of alluded to right there when you have to draw those voting lines early you know who's on your side from day one Mm -hmm. and then you have that alliance throughout the game as opposed to the uh 
uh, Green Tribe last year, they didn't have to draw voting uh, uh, real like strong alliance lines until mm-hmm. later on in the season. So you're making those alliances like day 10, day 12, and then things like all of a sudden it's the merge and the people are going different directions. And it's really hard to know if you can actually trust those people because it's so fresh. Yep. And on top of that, like we've seen this time and time again, it's just a survivor, like, I don't know. It's a survivor storyline over and over where, where the tribe that has the majority is like, Oh, we can spare voting someone else out. And then you spare one week and you vote your own tribe out. You spare another week and you vote your own tribe out. Then all of a sudden, the weak link on your tribe is like, I don't want to be with you anymore. If I'm the next to go a flop. And then the team that was in the minority is now in the majority. It's just really like, it is, it is so survivor. I'm just, you're, you're hundred percent right. If you get voted out early, if you can last the first few votes, you set yourself up for a lot of success moving forward. So. Yeah. Well, let's start talking about the episode. So first thing on our list is the one big thing for, of the week. I talked about mine last week with uh, Michael we talk, what did we touch on uh oh michael was mad <laughs> michael's mad about how jeff called out the fact that hannah was voted out he told everyone when they came back from the immunity challenge he goes hannah voted out last tribal council michael's like the fuck she wasn't <laughs> hannah left <laughs> so he, he was mad about that i think that's a great point jeff jeff just be but they voted did they not they they all Hannah said, if you don't vote me out, I'm going to leave immediately after. So, like, she I get, was going to yeah. leave. Yeah. I mean, she they forced, she her forced her hand, but I mean, that's. She did get voted out. But You're it's right. a, it's a good, good sur- it's a good survivor player if you can force other people to vote the way you want. And so, that, all she was really doing is forcing her <laughs> tribe to vote the way she wanted. We're all about the. Uh the other side of the coin here on, yeah. on spin the, zone the majority and we're spin trying zone to, spin zone that's it spin <laughs> zone. um all right so you're one big thing uh from the episode what do you want to talk about um i want to talk about emily i believe we were chatting a second ago and i believe you were a fan of the way emily turned it around here i think she is so disingenuine i don't even know if that's a word but i'm using it here and it's what how i'm describing emily there are we talked about last week. She had maybe a microaggression there when she <laughs> was talking about Couture and Caleb. This week, she comes back and she's saying that she got gaslit during tribal council. Hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Then when they go off, she's trying to make buddy-buddy with everyone. You know, She's like, oh, I'm sorry I overreacted, Katura Or not Katura, sorry, Sabaya. I'm so sorry. I, I think I mispronounced, or I said Katura earlier too. But um, anyway, Sabia, Sabaya, she is, you know, being all nice, buddy, buddy with her. She's then being buddy, buddy with Caleb and all these things. As soon as they go away, she turns to Brandon and goes, oh, it must be so hard to be in the majority alliance. Like, it's just so hard for me to watch. I think that's my one big thing is that it's just like it's so two faced. I don't understand. I've I've talked to a lot of people about this episode, a lot of people about Emily. Some people love her, some people hate her. I don't understand how you can be on Emily's side other than just for the television. She she hurts the soul to watch. She really hurts my my heart watching her play. And I don't know, maybe I'm getting soft in my old age and I just I couldn't if I watched Russell out there, I don't know if I could do it anymore. It's it's tough. So that's my one big thing. I don't even know if it's a big thing, but that's what I've been thinking about. 
No, that's very interesting. So Emily and Caleb had their conversation earlier on in the episode, and it mm-hmm. seemed like she had a real like coming to. And then from that comment later on in the episode, after they lost the immunity challenge, you're saying you don't think that her like realization that she said she had was genuine. You think it, she was just saying that. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think it was. I think it was a lot more of saying it like she realizes she's on the ropes. She realizes she's on the ropes. She's not making an actual connection with Caleb. As she says, she can't jive with them. So, I mean, like, it's just one of those things. And then when they're at Tribal, uh, Sabaya says something and Emily has a fake laugh, if I remember correctly. It just seems like she's doing whatever she can to not go home. And I think that's was my problem. Like, that's the game of Survivor, obviously. But if you're going to come out episode one and go firing on all cylinders, calling people out, calling people out, and then say that you flip the corner, but you go at it this way, I just, I feel like it's so, so fake. And I I just, I can't, I can't, I can't get behind that right now. So that's my problem. I tell you what. Yeah, I, 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 I hear that perspective. I think that's all very fair. And I'll say if Yellow goes and loses this immunity challenge coming up here on Wednesday night, she's not going to be very long for this game, I don't think. Yeah, I I mean, I'm hoping so. You know, obviously Survivor tried to throw us off with that trailer, but I think you're right. I just don't think... <sighs> the only... the only Here, let's play it out. Let's play it out. Okay. Yellow loses. Yeah. Caleb, Caleb really sees Emily as valuable to him because she's mm-hmm. a number for him. He has to convince Sabaya that Sean's the right vote. Is like, what is the logic there? There's probably no mm-hmm. way Sabaya will understand of anything Caleb says to vote Sean instead of Emily. I don't think she would get on board with that. That's a good point. But then it comes down to is is that conversation happening between Sabaya and Caleb or is that conversation happening between Emily and or Emily and Sabaya, Emily and Caleb? You see what I'm saying? Like is it then they're trying to pull Emily to vote each other out? Is Mike oh, like and and try to backstab each try other backstab before they get yeah, which I don't know I would, if they would. I feel like they're I feel like they're together. I feel like they're together. I do too, and I think Sean is I think Sean's invaluable at this point. I think he is so important to both of their games. They need that number and that loyalty, that trust. I don't Emily is the odd man out. She's the odd cog in this wheel, but I don't know, man. She just she has a way. She's like a cockroach, man. An atomic bomb could not kill Emily. She would still find <laughs> a way to talk nonsense about somebody. Like it is dumbfounds me, man. Dumbfounds me. So, how long until we get a tribe swap? Do you think, or will we get a tribe swap, or will it just go all the way to the merge? I was thinking about that yesterday, actually. Um, I'm hoping. Personally, I, I actually wouldn't mind if Yellow went back to tribal, vote Emily off, and then they tribe swap after that. Just because I can tell you wouldn't mind. <laughs> yeah, but um. Uh... No, I, I think if we don't tribe swap, what are we at right now? 16? If we don't tribe swap next episode, or that, no, the episode after, or, we're not tribe swapping. Yeah, when it's 15. Merge. Or 14, I mean, 14. Yeah, 14. It's four, no, it's two tribes of seven, probably, is what they would do. But it's it's three tribes of six, right? And we're at 16 right now. Right now, yeah, but I'm saying 14 is when oh, they would tribe swap yeah. to go to two tribes of seven. Yeah, do two tribes of seven, and then the next vote out is a vote off. The vote out after that would then be the first member of the jury, and then they would combine at twelve. 
I mean, it seems like kind of what yeah, new like age that. survivors do. I mean, um, like emerge has been around 11, 12, 13 recently. Yeah. Do we, what, what happened with the Murgatory last year? They did it a little different, right? I can't even remember. It's all a blur yeah, at this point. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We'll worry <laughs> about that down the road. Um, all right, let's move on. You've got a couple awards to give out. We've got to pick Outwit of the Week and Outplay of the Week and an Outlast of the Week. Who do you have for your outwit of the week? Oh my gosh. Um, the, you know, the viewers that have been with us from the, the, from the jump, the real fans here know that my, my picks for outwit outplay outlast are always the best. So really, really hone in on who I choose here. Um, Harv, who did I choose for outwit? I can't remember. You had Caleb for outwit. Caleb for outwit. I will give Caleb the outwit here because um although I believe Sean is more genuine with how he's trying to approach um Emily right now, I believe Sean loves everyone on his tribe. I don't believe he has bad blood for anyone on his tribe. I believe Caleb is outwitting here because he's really trying to get a hold of Emily and he understands that the vote or the person in general is important. No matter how long it lasts, no matter how long Emily is in the game, they're in a tribe of four. Two people voting together is huge. doesn't matter. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's huge. That's my outwit. I think that's very important. Obviously, Sabaya does not have Emily on her side right now. Sean might have an in with Emily, but I believe out of the whole tribe, the person Emily's closest with is Caleb now, and that's huge if they go to another tribal. So I'm going to give him my outwit there because that's really good uh, general gameplay in terms of thinking about numbers and thinking about you know the next step after that. I think it's incredible. And then I I'll, completely agree. Yeah. I, well, I want to say I completely agree so much so that I picked Caleb as my winner of the week for oh I love it because I thought it was I thought it was really smart. Harv, look at that. Great minds think alike. I bet you. I bet you. Um, I also. Is- I bet you Michael didn't say anything about Caleb. Uh, Do we have numbers on that? I don't think he did. Exactly. Exactly. I don't remember. We'll go to the tape. Um, I just remembered real quick. Sabaya has an immunity idol. She does, but she has to do the wax. She has to put the fire. Do the wax. Right. But um, that's an... That's an argument for Caleb, like really sticking close by her side, I think. Very much so. Try to... Very much so, but it's also an argument that if she can't get it, maybe it's time to vote her out and get rid of the idol immediately. Oh, dude, just that's a hundred percent what Emily's gonna tell Caleb. You're so smart. That's hundred so, percent what Emily's gonna tell Caleb. So I have a friend who came up with an idea here. Sabaya should bring the idol to tribal, and when she goes to write her vote down, she should spend time up there and do the wax up there and act like she's really laboring over the vote then she can get her idol great idea let me let me throw you another one at you she goes to tribal if she's worried and she hasn't gotten the idol out yet just tosses it into the fire and it just melts in the fire in front of everyone and then by the time it's done she goes out and grabs it and if she thinks she's in trouble says here jeff that would be the hardest shit of all time if she bare hands it out of the fire and said, Guess <laughs> I'm not going fire. home. <laughs> Third wow. degree burns and all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be amazing. I'm with that. I think that's better. I hope that happens. I hope 
Emily convinces Caleb. I'm on board now. Emily's not going home. Emily convinces, well, she's going home eventually, but Emily convinces Caleb to vote. <laughs> she's going to get idled. She's going to get she's idled. She's going to get idled. That would be the best way for it to go down. Yeah. Please, producers, I don't know if how you have to make it happen. Bury their bags deeper yeah. in the <laughs> challenge or whatever, but we need that to happen. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. I love it. All right. All right. Let's get to your let's get to your outplay of the week. You had Kelly for this one. Kelly. Yes. Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. I think, I mean, we haven't had much of this tribe. Um, some small comments, you know, we talked about Katura and Bruce and all, but, um, and Austin, obviously finding the idol. And I think everyone's a fan of Jake. So maybe we do have a lot of thoughts on this tribe, but we haven't seen a lot of screen time from them. Um, I was really happy with Kelly here in this episode. I think there was a big moment where Kelly talked about playing both sides that I think is going to be very important. She's either going to get voted out because of it, or she's going to be in a very good position because i think that this tribe is in a dead split and they know it they have the 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 libra virgo triplets on the one side and then they have bruce and his goons who i don't know have a combined iq of like 87 on the other side so it's really just split down the middle and someone's gonna have to flip they're gonna have to get a number one way or the other and so i believe kelly being able to showcase that she can you know, bro out with the guys. And then she can also go and enjoy a swim in the ocean with the girls. And obviously she gets along and talking about her astrology signs with them and they have a great relationship. So I think that's my outplay. She seems to be positioned well, where she has honestly four people, if not five in her alliance that I think are really strong right now. So she seems Brando Brando on that tribe is kind of doing the same thing. Oh, is it Brando on that tribe? Yeah, it's Brando, Jake, and Bruce are the guys. So Brando and Kelly are both kind of in the middle. Oh, because Austin's, yep. Okay, then I was wrong. You're right. Yeah. So not Austin. So yes, Brando is, and Brando and Kelly. Together. Together. Huge. 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 Yeah, yeah. I had them as one of my winners of the week as well. Love that. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's, that's a really good one. I think in terms of Brando and Kelly being aligned, they're in a good spot to kind of mend that middle ground between everybody. Yeah. So you you may have this was a just a quick thing. I don't know if you caught it, but when Bruce was leaving for the journey, did you see how he was like dancing and dropped down on the boat and Jake was like freaking out? What do you think of Bruce's relationship with his tribe over there? I think I'm just not I don't I don't know, man. Like I wish I had something witty to say right here, but Bruce looks like an absolute goon out there. Like, I think, <laughs> obviously, they're eating it up right now. I would, I think I would despise Bruce. If I saw someone do that on a boat, I would just, like, I'd probably chuckle and be, like, I'd roll my eyes. I am I would be, like, Katura. Like, I think yeah, the relationship exactly. is weird, right? I don't like it. I personally don't like it. Jake is, like, like you said, eating it up. He is such a big fan of it. Jake has... Change, I've changed my perspective on Jake. I, I, number one draft say, pick, number, number one, one overall draft pick. <laughs> I, I, I'm worried about Jake. He, he's got some growing up on the island to do, I think, in terms of gameplay. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, I'll tell you what, my first round draft pick wasn't, wasn't a whole lot better. <laughs> Who Anna was Rose. Michael's? Uh, Michael's, dude, we'll, here, we'll get to it in a second. Michael's okay. fantasy team is loaded. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> all right. Emily was your outlast of the week. Emily, 
So you you earlier yeah. You yeah. weren't a fan of the overall vibe, but just the fact that she's, like you said, a cockroach. Yep, absolutely. I mean, Outlast in itself is um, avoiding mistakes and also mending for mistakes. She tried her best to mend mis- for mistakes. I don't think that she did a great job, but again, she's a cockroach. And so she lasted two votes. She probably shouldn't have lasted. What did you think about her giving her shot in the dark to Sabaya before the vote? Uh, why? Like, I don't think that creates any in- trust indication that i'm trusting that you're going to keep me here so much so that i'm going to give you this power and like if she played the shot in the dark it could be so so she could vote out sabaya hypothetically like maybe she writes sabaya's name now she's like hey i'm not even going to write your name down i'm playing this or i'm not going to play this i'm giving it to you i trust you like mm-hmm. it, she, mean, could be, she could be blowing smoke but she could so does she get it back now is that what we're saying uh, we'll find out. I assume so. That'd okay. be a weird thing. I don't think Sabaya can have two shot in the dark. Maybe that's that's what I'm saying. Does it actually yeah. give Sabaya any power? Like, no, it doesn't. But it just takes power away from Emily. She's like, I'm trusting you. I don't need this. I see. I see. Honestly, you know, kindergarten level survivor move. I think it was just not not worth my time watching it. When she said it, I was like, okay. Uh, like that's kind of like my perspective of it is it really doesn't it wouldn't gain any more trust for me i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do no matter what yeah because i'm not i'm not worried about the shot in the dark yeah yeah yeah. it's hit once right one out of eight ten or twelve tries yeah Yeah, we had some ridiculous it was like less than ten percent last time we checked i think um i think they should make it one out of five instead of one out of six just to up it just a little bit yeah just just to make a little more competitive i feel that all right. Um, who won the episode for you? Who won the episode? I can't remember. I think uh, I got in the notes over here. You had Sabaya. <laughs> That's right. Thank you. Harv, clearly this episode was... It was a blur. It was a blur. I mean, I told you guys at the start of this recording, I Wednesday night, it was, it was an interesting one. So um, I'm going with Sabaya. I think she did a great job. I mean, she... Got an idol ish <laughs> from something she didn't find. Awesome. Good job. She's in a power alliance still. And I think that she's just in a very comfortable spot, I believe. I just think that her gaining that the idol was the biggest part for me. Because I just think anytime that you can get an advantage from somebody, that was a successful episode. I don't care how. So obviously, she doesn't have her vote. But that's pretty amazing. An immunity. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. That's a big time thing. What do you think, um, while we're talking about gaining an advantage, Drew went on the journey and successfully completed the puzzle and he got uh, safety without power, meaning he can leave tribal council and not cast a vote, but obviously not get voted out. He then comes back to camp and immediately reads the entire advantage to everyone and says, hey, here's what I did. I went on the journey. I played the game. I got the advantage. Here's what it is. Do you think that was a good move by him? That's a good question. I haven't really thought about it, um, thought it through. Um, I, I think that's a really, really good question. My thought process here is, say it comes down to it, how do you defeat a safety without power? In terms of if you are trying to vote him out, or his alliance out. Say it's like 3-2. How do you... Like, if you know he has it, so, you can't really do anything. Here's Here are my thoughts on it. Pre-merge or pre-swap, 
what he just did is a really, really smart move to put mm-hmm. it out in the open because when you got when you're on that first tribe and you haven't gone to tribal yet, like we've been talking about, everyone is tra- talking across alliance lines. Yeah. And so the plans, the plans are always out in the open. Everyone knows what the like good point. options are. So if he gets a sense, if his name comes up once, he's like, All right, I'm just gonna leave the first tribal we go to. I'm, yep. I'm not gonna do it. Yep. So he's he's pretty he knows he's safe through the first vote maybe the first couple votes until they do a swap after the swap and into the merge him announcing this advantage i think becomes a, a little bit of a threat because it's easier to blindside people once you get to the merge and once the numbers start dwindling if it gets down to seven eight six in that area yep he could get he could get sniped really quick because people are scared of him having that at six five four because that's a really powerful advantage late in the game Totally fair. And I mean, that's a, that's a great point. I think you're very right about that. Um, and that, I mean, I think it comes down to this advantage isn't necessarily the most powerful. Like, you still have to have a pulse on the game and like who's going home. You have to know that you're probably going home. We've seen it used with Jeremy in the past, right? And Jeremy used it and he left in season 40. Um, his alliance member still went home and he still he didn't really improve his position in the game. He just lasted an extra day or so. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like what this advantage really does, like it's not an idol where you can flip the game on your head and all of a sudden the minority alliance is now in the majority. Like truly this just gets you another day because your alliance member is probably still going home. You know what I mean? Cause it has yeah, to, I think you're, yeah, you're it, com- it has to do it before the votes are even cast. Right. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't yeah. get a vote. And so that's the thing. It's almost really dangerous for your alliance because uh, if numbers are like three to two or four to three or whatever, and then you leave and numbers are three to three, or if it's three to three, yeah. you leave and then it's three to two the other way, you're just screwing your alliance and one of your guys is going to go home. Yeah. And, and I don't know if I, I'm, I don't know 100% how the vote turned out, but I believe with Jeremy, it was a matter of one vote. Yeah. So just real quick before we talk more about that. I happen to know, I, I mentioned to you before we started recording, one of my cousins is listening to this pod and hasn't seen season 40 yet. So if we could put a little lid on the spoilers for season 40 for the near future, because she's going to be hopping on it here within the next couple months. So I don't want to ruin Fair enough. her. Fair enough. I don't, think, I don't think you said anything too incriminating. No. Although, I mean, maybe I'll give her a warning once she hears the word, Jeremy, yeah. to take the earpods Yeah, out. take the AirPods out. Just know that Jeff Probst wins. Jeff Probst wins season 40. Um, okay, no, I and so I think I think it's interesting. I'm I don't I wouldn't call it a good move or a bad move yet. I want to see how it plays out for Drew and see, yeah. see what comes of it. I'm interested. I mean, the advantage in, in itself isn't the best, I think, personally. I would no. rather I I mean I would you rather have that or um uh what's the one that everyone's scared of nowadays? Knowledge is power, is that what it's called? Yeah, knowledge Which is one power. Would you rather I, would, I would rather have knowledge is power because, I mean, knowledge is power is almost a for sure idol at this point. It feels like in a lot of ways. If last you season can, it wasn't. Last season it wasn't. It wasn't. But well, it was, there, there wasn't there wasn't a knowledge is power last yeah. season. Every, everyone was just scared of it. And exactly. It actually wasn't one. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like knowledge is power, if you can keep it a little bit under wraps, good. This one, if you keep it under wraps, I don't think it gives you as much advantage. So I don't think... Um, I would rather have knowledge as power personally because I would rather have an idol. And if I have a chance of getting an idol over just leaving tribal, I would risk it for the biscuit, per se. If you can if you can keep the um safety without power 
advantage under wraps until late in the game and play it for yourself when you're the only one of your alliance left at like final six or something that's a goaded move because then you know the, the majority alliance has to vote out one of their own that's a goaded move so that's that's the only place where i see it as like a super duper valuable if you do that only person part of your alliance left person only person in your alliance left and you play that and then win the final two tribals or immunities i hope you win you that's should a, that should. should be a guaranteed yeah. or victory. you play it win the final two immunities give up your immunity go to fire and win <laughs> then you should win the game that's literally a perfect last eight days <laughs> yeah but right. the week before you leave you also play the immunity idol so yeah then you just go just, down the stretch just get that's it how you win the there. game i don't know why more people don't do that <laughs> yeah why don't they that's that's a really that's that's gonna be your survivor strategy right when you go yeah. out there i'm just gonna play an idol every single every single week <laughs> <laughs> it's really easy when you just do that exactly. um all right you want to get a a quick little fantasy update here yep yep all right so i had hannah rose uh at the top of my draft board took her number two overall our scouting department failed us pretty greatly on that one. No excuses. We're just going to take it on the chin and keep moving. You just had Brandon get voted out. He was mm-hmm. the number seven overall pick. Uh, so you and I are both down a guy. Michael still has all six of his still early. Here's the thing though. Can I just read you Michael's team really quick? Yeah, I'm interested now. So his first uh, and second round picks were Brando and Jay Maya. Mm-hmm. Nothing Not amazing, but we just talked about Brando being really interesting. Jay, Jay, Jay Maya, Maya had the cool little code thing she was doing. She's more impressive to me than I thought previously. So yep, yep. I think they're pretty good picks. His uh, third and fourth round picks are Julie and Drew. So they're, wow. on a li- they're in a little alliance together. Little alliance. Drew's got the advantage. But here's the thing. Can I just put a pause yep. real quick? Please. Jay Maya, Drew, and Julie are all not advancing out of that tribe. J Maya does not like Drew or D doesn't like Drew. And so there's going to be a little bit of rift between those three. I'm going to be interested by that. His fifth round pick was D. So that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing we're looking at here. Is yeah, he's a gonna, little bit of conflict of interest here. He's going to have some issues once that tribe has to go. It does. It did seem for a brief moment in this episode, like Julie was trying to pull Drew and D and Austin into a little alliance yep, there. That foursome. So that foursome could be interesting, but obviously... We obviously but we saw that Deed wasn't super happy with... Or no, J. Maya wasn't. No, it was D. D in the in the, in the in the trailer. Was it D or uh, I, I didn't watch the trailer. I missed I believe J, D said something about Drew. Might have been, you know, obviously Survivor okay. edits those, but yeah, yeah. says it feels like I was being cheated on by a boyfriend. Interesting. Okay. So I think there's a little riff coming. Okay. Good to Who's know. Who's his All last right. pick? His last pick was Caleb, who you just gave winner of the week to. I mean, but that means nothing if he goes home next week. I'm just saying though, he's got he's yeah. got some dogs. He's got right a team. Now. He's got a pretty good team. Um they I do like a lot of those people. Uh I don't know if he has the winner though. I don't I don't uh, know if I I actually said that to Michael when we were talking. I I have a really hard time conceiving of a winner pick this early on. I don't yeah. know enough yet. I really don't know. I, I agree. It, it's tough. I mean, it felt like last season. I don't want to say that, actually. I was going to say Carson, but it didn't even feel like Carson was going to win early. 
because uh, I know if we go back to tape, I was saying Carson was going to go out soon. So we were on we were on Danny for a little while there because he yeah. found an idol early too. I think. Yeah. So I, he might have the winner. I don't know if I. There's a lot of red tribe in there for me. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be tough. I also um, love okay. how he said I have four people on the red tribe and it's not even the two strongest members. I, he said that in one of the episodes. Oh, man. That's, that's funny. So funny. That's funny. All right. all right. So your pick for Survivor Survivor this week, you texted it in, was Emily. Do you still want to stand by that? The episode hasn't happened yet, so you can change it if you want. And let's just, while you're thinking, remind the people the way Survivor Survivor works we're trying to pick people who we're confident won't go home this next episode. Mm-hmm. If you pick someone and they get voted out, you're eliminated from the competition. But the kind of catch 22 of it all is if you pick people that end up um, lasting long in the game, by the time we get to the merge, you're not going to have anyone left to pick. You can only mm-hmm. pick someone. You can only pick someone once. Once you pick them, they're off the board for you. So it's a little strategy. Do you want to pick Emily who Bryce, it sounds like you're a little worried might go home soon and have get risk eliminated from the uh, contest or do you want to pick her now and knowing that she'll go home in like two or three votes instead of the next vote Mm -hmm. that'll be a a real valuable pick Mm -hmm. so here's the thing here's the way i'm thinking about it is one i'm a little upset i don't have brandon i didn't have one of my first two picks hasn't already gone home i wish one of them or my second pick i guess it would have been or no my first pick i don't know what i'm saying anyway um I'm trying to play the edit right now. I'm trying to think about this trailer that they gave me. I don't think yellow is going back to immunity or back to tribal. Mm -hmm. So who did you guys pick? Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good question. I picked Jake and Michael picked Katura, both from the blue tribe. I do want to try change. Um, Okay. I want to go with I want to go with Drew. Uh, it looked like that's what you were thinking about. Yeah. That's a tough one. So he could last a while, but. But I all. <laughs> ah, man, this is so tough. Give me Emily. Give me Emily. Give me Emily. <laughs> Give me Emily. Because I'm also afraid Emily's going to last a while, too. So I'm kind of going. Good. I'm just kind of. I mean, it's a, it's a crapshoot out here, man. I wish there was just like. I wish there was someone like Carolyn that you knew was not going to last a long time, like last season. Yeah, <laughs> we, I mean, we were all episodes. <laughs> we were all right about that one, right? Oh man, yeah, I like that one. I really, you know, I really wish I had Michael here to just say some dumb things. Like if if I had Michael to so say, could get on him. Yeah, I wish he because I just wish because like nothing. I have agreed with every single point you've made tonight. And or at least most of them, Michael, it's just like he just says some bullshit and you just got to be like, yeah, man, you know, Michael, Michael said this, Michael said this about Jeff Probst. He's like, he's kind of like that uncle or auntie that you put in the corner during during Thanksgiving. And honestly, Michael is out of our podcast at this point in his old age. He's like, what, 35 now? We just might as well put him in the corner. He says something. We just kind of laugh and nod. And we're like, yeah, man, of course. That's how I feel. Like right Good now. job. Uh, <laughs> best, and the best part is you can you can say all of this with no repercussions because he doesn't listen to the he podcast. doesn't listen to the podcast. He is not one of our thirteen weekly listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. 
Oh, all right. We're running out of time on our call. Uh, anything else you want to leave the folks with on your thoughts about this episode or what you're looking forward to next week on Survivor? Mm, what I'm looking forward to is um, a couple more five-star ratings on Spotify. Um, you know, give us a thumbs up, like, subscribe, all of the business. Uh, and I'm excited for Emily to not go home. Or go home. I'm excited either way. She goes home, she doesn't go home. I'm gonna be happy. Hey, that's a win-win for Bryce. That's how you do it. You're, you're I was hedging my sides. bets. Yeah, yeah. That's smart. Smart man. All right. I love it. I'm hoping, I'm hoping we start to turn up the intensity on these episodes. I think yeah. episode one, last season we really loved episode one. This season not as much, but episode two was heading in the right direction. So yeah. hopefully we keep that going. We're building some of these tribal interpersonal dynamics that are gonna carry us here. So yeah. And it's survivors the game of interpersonal dynamics, if nothing else. If nothing else. All right. Well, love to the children. Peace.